everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. He is a man on a mission, a historical mission, and one that aspires to highlight the spiritual roots, godly attributes, and hard-fought victories our nation has endured for the cause of Christ, freedom, and the overarching need to stay true to the biblical foundations our Constitution was founded upon and our forefathers died for. He is a former congressional candidate, nationally known speaker, best-selling author, and founder of his own publishing company dedicated to researching America's noble heritage. His widely popular American Minute daily radio broadcast can be heard across America, as well as his faith and history television broadcast. And ladies and gentlemen, this is just for starters. Would you welcome with me to testimony a wonderful privilege indeed, William J. Federer. Mr. Federer, welcome to testimony. Well, thank you. It's great to be with you. Well, it's great to have you. May I call you Bill? Yes. Well, Bill, you have had an amazing career, and in addition to all of your accomplishments, you are also a husband and a father of four grown children. So for part one of our two-part conversation here today, would you just begin to tell our audience what's behind the personal side of Bill Federer, how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. And then for part two, Bill, we're going to get more in-depth and the passion behind just two of your books called Three Secular Reasons Why America Should Be Under God and What Every America Needs to Know About the Quran, A History of Islam and the United States. Bill, please tell us your story. Well, thank you. I uh, grew up in a, a traditional Christian church and uh, had a lot of uh, exposure, but it had never become real to me. And uh, so in the late 1970s, there was a movement going through the college campuses and in the different churches, and we had uh, the different friends of ours who would begin to tell us, there's a little bit more than you haven't been told. And um, before the days of Christian radio, there were uh, artists who would become Christian, but they would write songs that were still played on the regular uh, rock stations and so forth, but they would have a little deeper meaning, and long and short of it, my uh, brother-in-law-to-be uh, 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 gave me a Keith Green uh, cassette tape, and uh, uh, for those not familiar, he was a, an artist in the early, uh, late 70s, early 1980s. I and, love um, Keith Green, by the way. His music was phenomenal. He was a Messianic Jew, was he not, Bill? Right, and just phenomenal. And I'd listen to his songs, and at first I didn't you know, think that much of them, but I would listen to them again and again till it got to the place where I would start crying while I was driving the car, and I literally had to pull the car over to the side of the road and finish crying before I could drive. I mean, you know, I was just... Uh, struck by the, the 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 lyrics in the song just reached into into my soul and uh, and then my mother-in-law to be uh when i was dating my uh wife uh during we dated five years uh, i'd come over to the house and she would be watching christian television and uh the 700 club and the different ones and and uh i would sort 
um, and she kept inviting me to different Christian businessmen's meetings and full gospel businessmen's meetings, and uh, I would always have excuses, and I finally ran out of excuses, and I went to one. And this uh, young uh, speaker was there, uh, didn't know, but he was a pastor in the town, and he gets up and he starts, and I was a little, uh, the logistics, it was a big banquet hall at a, you know, a, a restaurant, and uh, I was at the very other side of the room from the podium, and I was against the wall, and there was the, you know, uh, I, I had my arms folded and my chair tilted backwards, leaning against the wall. I was like in the, the epitome of <laughs> defensive posture, right? right. And I kept, I kept waiting for him to say something uh, attacking, you know, the traditional church that I grew up in, and I was going to write him off, and, and he didn't, and he spent the whole time talking about Jesus, and and he started talking about praying and getting answers to prayer. And he started talking about how God spoke to him in his heart. And I'm like, you know, I can pretend like I know Jesus, but I don't know Jesus the way that guy knows Jesus. And by the time it was over, uh, oh, and I also saw men there singing during the time before his preaching. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, this was unusual because when I grew up, the, the men would would stand there stoically in church, uh, but they wouldn't sing. The ladies would sing, and they would even the men would even lift their hands and sing. And I'm like, this is something I've never seen before. And um, but afterwards, I went up and shook the uh, pastor's hand, and that didn't do it. I still wanted more, so I found out he was a pastor in the town, and went. They had a midweek service. I remember it was on a Tuesday, and uh, I went. It was in, in a a grocery store that had been turned into a church building and it had brown paper taped uh, over the windows in the front because you know it's an old-fashioned grocery store and i remember they had those doors before the motion detectors that would open the door for you there was a brown mat that you would stand on and the doors would open and i remember standing on the the the, the mat the, the rubber <laughs> mat and uh, and the doors open and i look inside and there's everybody with their hands lift up and they're singing and praising the lord and, and i saw all kinds of people there from you know all different churches and it was um uh again the, the pastor spoke and and he talked about uh the bible and talked about god answering prayers and and he would quote from the scriptures and and it just was so real to me. At the end of his message, he said, who wants more of God? I said, well, I'll take all I can get. And, uh, and then he says, well, you know, c- come down to the front. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that in front of everybody. It's sort of embarrassing. And and then I was while he was talking, I was thinking to myself, well, what's my life right now? Well, I go to school during the week. I was in college and finishing up. And I uh, go drink beer uh, with my friends on the weekends. And, and, um, and then uh, I thought, you know, am I going to? And I was also working a couple jobs, and I thought, well, am I going to be 60 years old someday? And, uh, you know, the, the only difference will be I'll have a lake place, and I'll just drink beer <laughs> at my lake place. And, <laughs> and then I die. I said, there's got to be more to life than, than looking forward to a six-pack on the weekend. Right. And, I, and I went ahead, and I walked down the aisle. He said some prayer. I don't, don't remember it. Then they had to go to some counselors, and I still don't remember it. But they gave me a little book, and, and, um, uh, and I remember driving home, dropping off my uh, my wife-to-be and uh, her mom, because uh, they came with me, and uh, and I sat under a streetlight, and I read through that book, and I would pray the prayer at the end, and I read through it again and again, prayed. I must have prayed that prayer a hundred times, and, <laughs> and I was expecting some feeling of, uh, you know, clouds parting and angels blowing trumpets, I, I don't know what, but, but I really didn't feel anything, but I went to sleep that night thinking about God, woke up the next morning thinking about God, the next day thinking about that night thinking about God, the next day, the next day. At the end of the week, I thought, I thought about God every day this week. And I thought, 
but usually I only think about him on Sundays. That's like his day, right? And um, then I remember being uh, at the the bar on the college campus with a accounting major friend of mine, and uh, we're there, and I uh, asked him the question. His name was Randy. I said, Randy, how many people in this bar you think are thinking about God right now? He goes, well, he's pretty girls, probably nobody. And I, <laughs> and I said, well, how many people in this um, city you think are thinking about God right now? And he goes, I don't know, maybe a couple nuns somewhere, you know. And I thought, how many people in, um, in the world you think are thinking about God right now? And he goes, gee, Fetter, you're getting sort of religious. I said, no, think about it. God made everybody, and nobody even bothers to think about him. <laughs> but I saw myself, no matter what the conversation was, I would somehow feel pulled to want to talk about God. And um, and I remember it wasn't religion. It was a relationship. It was, And um, by the end of the month, I, I thought about God every day that month. And then it got to the place where, you know, I'd have people say, well, Fetter, you're getting real religious. And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know. And then I would... Um, uh, my my wife to be and I we would uh, uh, go to different uh, you know prayer meetings and have guitars and go over and read the Bible and then we would sing you know Christian songs and and uh, and I thought you know um, months months went by and and we thought you know we haven't gone out you know drinking and partying and dancing we've just been so into going to all these you know uh, these meetings and anyway we were going right. to get married uh, and. Um, we uh, anyway uh, the day after our wedding we, well bill let me uh, ask you a quick question quick question ladies and gentlemen you're listening to william j federer author of several books and his wildly successful american minute broadcast bill what would you define as the difference between religion and relationship you had been in a quote religion at that time but then you found a relationship with jesus christ how did that become a relationship? Well, it's like meeting somebody. I mean, it's one thing is, is learning all about somebody, and the other thing is finally meeting them. And, uh, and so once you, you meet Jesus, uh, nobody can talk you out of it. I mean, it's like uh, it's, he, he's real in your heart, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit and, the, and, and God the Father. And, and it's a, a daily um, relationship. And, uh, but the, the day after our wedding, my wife and I uh, packed up everything we owned in a little U-Haul trailer, and we took off driving across the country, and uh, we looked back and said, gee, that was pretty irresponsible. We didn't have jobs. We had college degrees. We just both graduated. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd stop at every town along the way and think, well, how about staying here? This is nice. Well, let's go to the next town. And we drive a little further. And, I mean, we camped out at Mount Rushmore. We were, like, going across. We finally ended up in Seattle, Washington. And, uh, uh, you know, we... Um, would visit all kinds of different churches, and we would uh, finally went to the, the Christian bookstore, and they uh, had some flyer about some sort of Christian concert and Christian speakers, and then we went there and then started, you know, uh, going to that church, and then we uh, heard about a, a Bible school in Tulsa, and so we moved all the way to Tulsa, and, mm-hmm. and then we were there uh, for a while, and uh, I'm working an accounting job. Uh, for Santa Fe Industries. They own the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad, and I was consolidating nine different pipeline companies. And um, in the meantime, I come home, and my wife uh, says that she uh, volunteered us to teach junior high Sunday school. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I was a Boy Scout leader, and I guess I can teach Sunday school. And I remember uh, it was this you know, really uh, fast-growing church, and they needed all the help they can get. And, and um uh, so uh, we were standing there, and I'm like, okay, you know, kids, there's uh, Adam and Abraham and Noah, and one little girl raises 
raises her hand and she said, Noah came before Abraham. I'm like, I'm like, shut up, I'm teaching this class. You know? I remember going back and opening up the Bible and saying, honey, that kid was right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really know anything. But it was one of those things where it forced me to study so I would be able to have something to teach. And it sort of got me into the Bible. And uh, anyway, after teaching this uh, junior high, we ended up teaching some more classes. And then the youth pastor uh, left and the main pastor says, well, um, you know, we'd like you to fill in. And uh, I'm like, well, I don't know really how to do that. But um, uh, he said, well, we'll put you through uh, their little Bible school they had there. And um, we went and uh, uh, and so we did that for, for three years. We'd go on mission trips. We'd go out on the streets and, you know, the nightlife places and we'd pass out the little gospel pamphlets and tracts. So clearly, Bill, God has had his hand on you, guiding, leading and directing you. I agree, and I look forward to sharing more. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you will hear more. You've been listening to William J. Federer, author, historian, and radio host of the wildly popular American Minute broadcast. You can learn more about Bill's amazing story and get his books by going to AmericanMinute.com. Bill, it has been an absolute joy speaking with you today. We look forward to hearing more of your story next week on Testimony. God bless you. Thank you. I look forward to next week. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.